Hey, live. So live, live, yeah, live. Yeah. The Matt Radio. This is your host, Tech, with co-host. Rise from the grave. NFC Game Boy. What it is, what it do. Yes, definitely. What it is, what it do, fans. We're back live here under the Matt Radio. First, want to welcome everybody for your first time listening to us on the Pro Wrestling Powerhouse Network. This is under mm-hmm. the Matt Radio. This is your host, Tech, with co-host. NFC Game Boy. Yes, yes it is. We do apologize, fans, for that long, long intro. Normally we only play it for about 15 minutes, but you end up getting a good minute and a half of it. Um exactly. get to hear the great music that was by, of course, the great co-host that I have, NSE Game Boy. Oh, yeah, so everybody yeah, you knows know we you can good. follow. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can. You can follow the show fans on Twitter, at tech underscore U-T-M-R. You can follow NSE Game Boy on Twitter, at... Uh, NSC Game Boy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's spelled correctly. Yeah, spell it correctly. Yes, please NSC spell Game it correctly. You might have to spell it out for them. Just, 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 uh, N-S-C G-A-M-E-B-O-Y. Why? Because I told yeah. you so. That's why. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you can follow us on Facebook. Type in Under the Mats Radio. We have a fan page. Also, follow us on Instagram. Under the Mats Radio. All one word. And if you ever need to email us about questions, concerns, or the general information about the show or upcoming guests, you can email us at underthematsradio at gmail.com. Welcome back, fans, definitely. Just give you a little introduction. This show is the relaunch. We are new to PWP, but we are not new to radio at all. We've been blessed. We just came from our predecessor network. We do thank them for their time. But uh, it was uh, <clears throat> best for business that uh, – we moved on yon yonder. Definitely moved on. So we are winners of the Wrestling Radio Awards, Award of Best New Wrestling Show of the Year of 2013. So we want to thank everybody, our fans, listeners, and family for their support. But, you know, fans, too, we will be coming live in about 20 minutes. We will have a very special guest, one of three. We will have former five-time United States SEMO champion, and okay. 10-time United States representative, SEMO champion Kelly Nutton, who will be joining us. We will also have at the top of the hour at 8 p.m., we will have fundraiser guru and genius Mike Ryan will be joining us. And at some point around the 8 o'clock hour, we will have a surprise guest. Of course, surprise is we will not reveal who he is until he calls. But just to give you a hint, he is a former WWE and TNA superstar and champion. So, feel free, fans. If you want to hit us up, you definitely can. I'm going to turn it over to NSC Game Boy. Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Under the Mat Radio with the host, Tech, and me, Coles, NSC Game Boy. We got to say it to you twice, just in case you missed it the first time. This show is dedicated to pro wrestling, wrestling all about from the past, present, and the future. And we want everybody to know that we are here for you, fans. We do it a little different on this side of the town, but guess and believe we will make sure that we give you exactly what you need for if it comes to WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or even Rage Pro Wrestling. No matter what it is, we're going to give it to you right in from our mouths in a perspective that you probably never heard of before, but you would love to hear again. So with that much said, I can't talk about our former predecessors because my lawyer says not good for business. So what's yeah, best for business is that we continue on. So with that being said, Tech, can you please bless us, please? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And what is 
best of businesses that we do join, and we are now part of Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. Big ups and thanks, first of all, to Jay. Big ups to our buddy Tov, buddies Bob Ryan, Bruce Hart, member of the Hart family, and everybody that has helped this student line. Just to let you know, T-Fans, that we do a lot of creative things. We'll be giving giveaways. We will have trivia questions. We'll be doing fantasy wrestling. And so you can call, in case you want to call, to talk to us, Tucker, NFC Game Boy, or even our guest, of course. You will call this number, 760-888-5749. Say it one more time, 760-888-5749. That is the number you will call if you need to talk to us. Or if you want to talk to definitely our guests. But normally fans, what we normally do is within the next 10 or so minutes, we do a quick recap. Our show is a little different. We don't give a raw review. We don't do SmackDown review. Everybody does those. If you didn't see raw, you can watch it on your DVR if you legally downloaded or your friend VHS taped. And I don't know if nobody do that anymore. <laughs> like we did back in the day, a little tape trading, if you will. Mm-hmm. You can basically watch it. You know what happened. So we don't do the whole Raw reviews. We don't do the SmackDown reviews. We don't do any of that. But we will talk about stuff in synopsis. So with that being said, NFC Game Boy, we've been off the air for about a month. A lot has happened within the past four weeks. When it comes to the world of wrestling, Japanese, overseas, American, collegiate, what are some things that popped out to you? within a month that we've been going? Well, first and foremost, I want to take this time out to thank Big Red and his guys at Rage Pro Wrestling. If you don't know, holler at those guys, Rage Pro Wrestling. Uh, find them on Facebook, Google them, Big Red and them. They got a show coming up in October out in Pennsylvania. Great guys, great set. Um, as far as the world of wrestling, what more can I say? Um the Shield has been broken up for a while, and as you know, Dean Ambrose has been uh, legitimately hurt, quote-unquote. Uh, John Cena got his tail whipped, and now the new WWE world champion is Brock Lesnar, which he's supposed to be uh, defending his title this Sunday, Night of Champions. Um, Total Divas is getting ready to come back on the air, which I don't watch that, but if you do watch it, then more power to you. Um, I have girlfriends, and I don't want to see random broads with their tits and ass on a random show like that. I can just look at my girls. And on other note, uh, TNA is almost out of business. Um, a lot of the employees and stuff and wrestlers have gone and done independent shows, and uh, they you made know, a contract with across seas and stuff. So uh, TNA is going to close their door soon, I've heard. Right, and, and not to cut you off, NSC, we have a caller. Oh, sure. Yes. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio with Tech and NFC Game Boy. Sorry, you call 443. Welcome to Hello. Under the Mat Radio. Hello? Hello? Yes, welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, yes can. we can hear you. Welcome. Okay. Um, just, just listening and just want to say uh, welcome back to y'all. Okay. Thank you. Thank you much. Can we get your name? I'm Ted. Ted. Okay. Well, thank you much for calling, Ted. Anything? Um, thank while you we're very doing much, quick... Ted, for calling. Can you hear us fine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can hear. Well, while while NFC Game Boy and um, I talking, doing a quick recap within the past month of wrestling, real quick, uh, let us know and all those that's listening. Um, what's some things that stood out to you? 
Well, um, the definite push of Roman Reigns, I actually like that. Mm-hmm. All right, Roman Reigns. Anything else? Uh, well, uh, I, I do notice that uh, John Cena, I, I thought he was actually supposed to be gone, but um, I think he might be getting the belt back real soon. Oh gosh! I'm not a John Cena fan. I'm just, I'm just saying he, he, he brings in ratings. The children love him, so. Cat and four kids, definitely. Got a lot of. He loves to be out of school, but we don't think that that's really great either. But I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally rooting for Roman Reigns, so because I think he's uh, very attractive, so I, I would, you know. Okay. Right, well, real quick, um. We do have Night of Champions coming up this Sunday. Um, who do you think is going to prevail uh, with John Cena and Brock Lesnar? Uh, I think Brock is going to whip his ass again, but I think John Cena is going to um, come back. I don't know. He'll he always come back. So, you know, sleep the same as he always does. Okay. Well, in that case, on that note, we thank you very much for calling in. Hopefully you thank you so much. Yeah. All right. See you all later. Thank Take you. care. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye. Okay, there was another. I believe we have another caller, NDC Game Boy, that's calling in. Bring him on well, in. Well, people, people have missed us. We've missed y'all too. Yeah, yes, we, we have. Missed y'all too. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio with Tech and NDC Game Boy. I believe is this side Shimblade? Nope. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Is this Shen? Nope. It's me, Tove. Oh, Toph, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Good old Toph, what's up, buddy? Uh, I just came back from the hospital, lots of vomiting over that raw, you know how it is. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do apologize for that. Yeah. So since you had, uh, did you have to get your stomach pumps? Yeah, man, what a horrible show. Uh. Well, so since you you are that of a, the PWP family, gonna give you a couple of minutes, about a couple of minutes, real quick to talk about that horrible uh, attraction that was called Monday Night Raw last night. Yeah, it sucked. Not much else to say. It's just a rocket science here. I mean, the product sucks. We talked about it, you know, personally on the phone, and this happens every year during the fall. I mean, just everything about the show was just bad. I mean. You advertise your main card, your your main event during the middle of the show. You give away one of your pay-per-view matches for free on TV. You main event the show with an undercard match that no one cares about. Hey, but look on the bright side, man. At least a black man main event. Hey, man, Martin Luther King's probably crying right now. You know, he had a dream, yeah. and it was real. <laughs> Just what a horrible <laughs> show, man. And it's a game, boy. Your, your thoughts are the black man, uh, mean of it, raw, Mark Henry. Well, as we know, we are from Baltimore, and they just celebrated the 200th anniversary of the Star Spangled Banner uh, at Fort Henry and everything. So I, I know it's very patriotic right now in America. And also with 9-11 just passing, you know, everybody is, is all for the Stars and Stripes. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being for Stars and Stripes. I'm from America. But what I do have a problem with is a black man who was just so happened to be thrown into this match because he so happened to not win the Olympics, but he was part of it. And it just so happened to look like Russia is a major threat. And right now our major threat has nothing to do with Russia. Um, (laughs) 
it's confusing right now in the day to eat. And what last week I think was the season premiere. I don't even know when the season finale started, but apparently their seasons are just picked by random. So randomly, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the season finale is going to be coming up very, very soon because this season don't look like it's worth shit. So <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, did I say it correctly? Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, and oh, real oh, okay. quick, so. Real quick, so um, give you another second. I believe we do have another caller. Um, R. Ziegler, R. Truth, being I believe Dolph Ziggler's stunt double. Yes, R. The rumors about R. Truth must be true. I'm convinced. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> oh, about man, that one, right? Yeah, I heard about the rumors. I mean, at least Truth's doing something, so, you know, it's just kind of unfortunate. You know, I really like that little Jimmy gimmick he had a few years ago. It was really getting over, and, you know, I thought it was an entertaining gimmick kind of based off what he was doing in NWA, TNA, but, you know, I mean, they can't go all the way with it because of the PG product and stuff, so. I mean, what can you do? I mean, at least Truth's on TV doing something. I mean, it was kind of funny. A little bit, but if you see it every week, you're just kind of like scratching your head. Like, yeah. this is really the best you can do with Truth a little bit. I mean, so, but, I mean, I'll give Truth credit. I mean, he, he he replicated Ziggler pretty well, but, I mean, they may even turn it into a tag team. I mean, it's not like they were doing anything with Truth anyway, but, but still, it's just really one of those, like, is this really the best way we can use them? Just kind of like one of those, you know, face palming kind of moments, you know, whatever. Speaking of this, we're talking about that in general. Like, I think I want to. I probably, the thing about Raw that really annoyed me the most was probably that Naomi Cameron match. Other than it just being bad, like oh, you have like real, you have like real legitimate athletes. You have guys like Cesaro, you got people like Ziggler, and then you got Naomi, who, in my opinion, is like the most athletically gifted diva on the roster. So it's like these are really WWE has a lot of athletic, gifted people, and like the booking they have is so bad. Like you as a viewer don't even care about them. Like, when you yeah. have good athletes and, and you don't even care, like, that's the problem. Naomi is, like, the, basically the female Kofi Kingston. She can do a lot of crazy moves. Fans should, like, go ape shit when she comes out, but, like, no one cares. That's the problem. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, kind of like our truth, you know. It's kind of cool for a second, and after a while, this gets old. Like, some people face Let's it. Let's do some spinning but, around and stuff, and we'll, we'll, we'll probably you know, clap our hands. Like I said, Toast, thank you very much. We get we got to get to a couple more calls before I, uh, Kelly calls on end. So thanks, Toast, and get a chance to call yeah, back later thank on. you, baby. We love you. Yeah, thanks, no problem. Man. See you guys later. I'll All see right. I believe uh going to be bringing in my man. Is this uh, this the same man? Early. You already know me. What's good in? What's going on, bro? This uh. Oh. Same man from New York, one of the, one of our residential residential callers. Welcome, brother, to Under the Mat Radio. How you feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you hear us fine? I hear you. Oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks for calling, man. Um, uh, you got any um quick quote uh quick comments about Night of Champions come up this Sunday or this wrestling for the past month? So, um, like I was saying, I'm um, stating from before the um, um, Inside Wrestling Talk Show, I was stating that, you know, this these roles leading up to Night of Champions have been real lackluster. And 
it's like, come on. It's like these dudes ain't even trying. I don't even think they're even writing anything. I think they're just telling, telling the wrestlers just to go out and just do whatever they want. Because it's no kind of... It's just no kind of structure anything like that. It's just boring. And I don't understand how they how they want people to, you know, buy the WWE Network to watch Night of Champions if, you know, the the road to Night of Champions has been... This is like the worst road to Night of Champions ever. <laughs> and sure, real quick, Sam, who are you going for? Um... This Sunday, who do you think is going to prevail? Will it be John Cena or will it be uh, Brock Lesnar? Well, of course I'm going for Brock, you know. Like, we, we all seen it out. Like, we we all seen enough. And, you know, it's about that time for, you know, to have a champion that's a special attraction, like as like as a Brock Lesnar, that don't, that, that's not there every single war. That doesn't need to be there every single war. It's about that time for, you know, to show that, some kind of prestige. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, the champion wrestling every Raw, you know, stopping by once a SmackDown, you need to earn your place to even have the championship title at the pay-per-view as, you know, you know they've never met or they haven't met in a long time. It, it, it means that much more, you know, exactly. instead of seeing him in a tag match with his opponent and they going against somebody else who has nothing to do with y'all match, but they just so happen to be beefing their opponents. You know, it, it it gets silly. Very, very silly. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, just like back in the day, like, back in the day, Hogan was, a, you know, on Superstars and stuff like that. He'd be on Saturday Night's Main Event or something like that. He was, you know, he was a special attraction. Yeah, you're right. Definitely, uh, you know, especially with the likes of on. Then back then, real quick, um, you know, it was less wrestling, so you know, you didn't see it as much. Now it's a wrestling show on almost every day of the week, and you know, if you don't got a live show, you got a tape show, you got YouTube or Hulu or um, WWE Network. So, you know, sometimes too much can be a little bad, can water down the product at all. Yeah, it can be. It's way too much WWE. Like, come on, they didn't want, they got the app, the network, main event. Superstars, SmackDown, Raw, Total Divas, and Josh Cena's on every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget WWE Jacks, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah, Christ <laughs> Almighty. In your house. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, you know about those in your houses, in your house, you know, in your house, on your porch, in your house, Shawn Michaels, in your house, DX, in your house. You can't beat the big show. In your house, mind games. In your house, beware dog. In your house, beware dog too. Everything was I in your house. Actually, downloaded all. I, I downloaded every single in your house. I got that right on my laptop. Every single in your house ever made. Just hope, hope, hope Big Brother and the Illuminati is listening. You get in trouble, brother. Oh please. <laughs> but you, <laughs> but you tell you in New Yorker, man. So you it's like, good. Hey Sandman, why isn't it on the network yet? <laughs> it's like people know, you know, the, the network is all great. I, everybody has the network, but of course WWE has it added it. Man, you know, added music and added added uh, crowd reaction. You be hearing the crowd and people sitting there, but like ain't nobody moving their mouth, but you hear stuff. Like them old kung fu movies. 
<laughs> All right. Can I can I say something about the network? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You got um. Yeah, you got but one more minute. Go ahead. Yeah, like what I gotta say about the network is plain and simple. I think it's a waste of money because most of the content that's if not most all, except for NXT, you you get that content for free on YouTube. So I think it's a waste. And the um the connection when it comes to the pay per views are are still flawed. Like you like you streaming it for illegally. The only way I buy the the network is if they have more exclusive content on there, content that you can't get anywhere else. You know, that's the only way I would put money on that. Other than that, like, I think it's just stupid. That's why they're going to get over a million subs yet, because they probably feel the same way that I do. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. But with that being said, Sam, man, we got to let you go, buddy. We got Kelly Knight and Colin in. so good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for calling in, man. No Thank problem. We will talk with you soon. Keep keep uh keep us alive, man. <laughs> All right. With that, without further ado, fans, everybody listening, we will now bring to you five-time CMO champion, and I believe ten-time United States representatives at the World Championships. None other than the Fat Man of Steel, Kelly Nutton. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Hi, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. How was the intro? Was oh, yeah. the intro good yeah. for you? Or? It was great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I appreciate it. You know, sumo wrestling doesn't get a lot of attention in this country, so it's good to be on and talking to you folks. Good, man. Oh, man. Well, yeah. it's a pleasure. Yes, it definitely is. With that being said, um, you know, what can we call you? Want us call you Fat Man of Steel, Mr. Kelly Kelly? <laughs> well, you know, I you can call me Kelly, uh, but uh, you know, I like I on the, my Facebook page it says Kelly Man of Fat Steel, and uh, that's kind of what I try to portray in, in the endeavors running a marathon three times over four hundred pounds and swimming for sixteen hours and uh, completing these these marathon swims uh, you know it's it's uh my body is just durable and so you know that's kind of the impression i want to send out to people okay and with that being said to you kelly explain the name you said fat still kelly fat kelly manifest still now i thought uh, at first it could be kelly uh fat man of still nighting but uh, that's kind of like you know that imposes on on Superman because he he's the man of steel. But I say you know what if he's the man of steel, I'll be the man of fat steel. <laughs> and because I am I am fat for folks out there. And uh, so, I, but I but I do things that uh, most people can't do or won't do or won't train to do. So so I think I think the name is fitting myself. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? Were you talking, Kelly? And, and I, I, I saw, you know, I saw you in person here at Otakon, um just a few months ago. It's not like, you know, remember the Blob and X Men? How was the Blob was like big and fat? He was almost indestructible. You can't get to him. That's that's what I thought about seeing you. Just you know, you're a big man, but you know, you're very strong and you look very humble, very nice. But you know, don't don't take that for granted. How, how do you feel about that? Well, well, thank you. I think that's that's pretty good discernment. I. I uh, Right, I 
you know, I, I want to be nice to everybody, and I want to uh, give an impression, uh, kind of a godly impression of, of who I am and represent myself and everything I represent well. But but the fact is, if, if we were to go to war or if I was to go to war and, and certain people were to become my enemy, uh, I would I would use all my, uh, my my the durability of my body and the uh, my my own passions would would go against that person and so you know I I'm trying to I'm trying to rep- represent myself well and represent those my family and and everything that I stand for well but uh, you know at the same time. I I feel like uh I feel like I do kind of have a gift from God and advantage of having uh and I I don't want to say indestructible body because as soon as I say that then something will happen to prove that I'm just a little ant compared in the eternal scheme of things but I I do I do feel like that I've been given a, a gift of a of a extremely durable body and you know I don't see heavy people over 250 pounds doing the kind of stuff I do, and uh, in in sumo, for example, I I can go match after match. I I be last year I was I was touring like 14 cities. We had 104 sh- overall shows, and I was out there with the four-time world champion from Mongolia. And this this four-time world champion, he's more skilled at sumo than I. And he would he would pick me up and throw me down, and this is the kind of punishment that uh, that he couldn't take. But he was skilled enough, and and it was it was a good combination of athletes because he was skilled at doing that to me, and I would just take it over and over and over again, and pop right back up. And the crowd was only like uh, forty or fifty people, and so they they enjoyed that. You know, they enjoy a good sumo match where four-time world champion throws me down and and uh, everyone was happy and my body was durable and and so that's that's the kind of thing that i that i like doing and, and hopefully will continue to do for many years as well as swim the english channel that's the ultimate goal of mine mm-hmm. and with that with that being said kelly i'm gonna turn it over to, to my co-host nsc game boy sounds good well, well, first, I want to say thank you for coming on to the show. This has been the relaunch, and uh, already it's, it's been exciting. And uh, I, my first question to you is is that me, myself, I grew up in the martial arts, and um, there's always been this thin line with Simo. Some consider it a martial art. Some consider it uh, wrestling. Um, can you give me your opinion of what would you uh, consider it more, more martial art or more just wrestling style? What would you your opinion? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. It's it's officially a martial art, and not only is it a martial art, it's the oldest Japanese martial art. And if you if you go to Japan or if you go to some of these other countries or all the other countries, it seems like the U.S. is the last in line when it comes to sumo for some reason. But if you go to these other countries, you won't get away with not calling it a martial art. And uh, because it 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 very much is, it's two thousand years old, and and so it's it was only originally done on sacred ground near churches, uh, and it uh, it was only done for royalty, and so you had to be up there on the social ladder 
to be able to even see sumo. And then it was involved in battle where villages would send out their best sumo wrestlers against another village instead of battling with them. And instead of many people dying, there's legends that uh, there would be a sumo match, and whoever lost that match would die. And so one person would die instead of many, and that would decide the overall winner of, of that war or that battle. And so... There's there's so many legends, and I think the Japanese people keep a lot of those close to their heart. It is their national treasure, their national sport. And the U.S. doesn't have a national sport, but uh, the Japanese do, and it's sumo wrestling. And it, the dohyo represents the battlefield. The the warriors going out represent warriors on the battlefield. And they, they run at each other, and they, they uh, compete against each other with just the skill that they have that they came out of their mother with. In other words, there's no weapons. In fact, part of the ritual is to show that you have no weapons. And uh, you clap your hand to wake up the gods in that same ritual. And then when uh, in pro sumo wrestling, when they, when they go out, there's, a, there's an engraving that the referee holds that, that says we are all children under God. And, and so it's, there's religious and spiritual significance in battle and so it's it's so much deeper when i go around representing sumo wrestling to people of this country or of other countries i consider it sort of a a sacred honor because it is steeped in not only two thousand year old sport but a battle sport with with such steep significance in uh, cultural and religious significance that I feel like that I'm representing something so much bigger than than what I am. And I don't right. feel that way with other sports. I've done football, I've done uh, track, I've done other other sports and there's not that that deep uh significance to those other sports that there is to sumo wrestling. Mm. That's a great these great. Want to ask you? And I agree with you, ask, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let, let's ask this, Kelly. Too, is that with you being a professional and being a CMO world champion five times, what was what was when you traveled to Japan? What type of culture shock did you deal with? Explain your adjustments you had to deal with from leaving the states and adjusting to the uh, Japanese culture. Okay, yeah. In uh, in Japan, their culture is different, uh, as everyone knows. And so when you go there, there the sumo wrestlers there are treat are like superstars. They're like uh, they're like LeBron James or you know some of these superstar football players or basketball players or baseball players. But there's not the fanaticism that there is here in the U.S. They they can walk around anywhere without bodyguards. Uh, and the lowly you know, citizen they they will talk to and, and uh, you know, if they're in their path. And so they're, they're treated normal. The, the culture shock that I experienced was, was, uh, was sort of somewhat welcome because th- there wasn't, like, starstruck people just uh, everywhere and, and uh, people on billboards in the Tokyo and that sort of thing. These people are very respected, but but not to the point where 
to me it's this undue fanaticism respect that we all in America seem to have towards movie stars and sports stars. But it's very hard. The sumo culture is very hard. They uh, they work you right to the brink of you passing out or uh, or just falling with fatigue. I, I had an experience in Japan where I went there to train and I was beating this particular heavyweight at Nihon University, which is the top university in Japan. And uh, he... Uh, he was getting in trouble by his superiors because an American was beating him. And he comes out one match, and he just pounds me in the head with his fist. You're not supposed to hit him, Sumo. But he, he hit me so hard that I thought, like, the roof caved in or something. I thought the kitchen sink fell from the ceiling. And and so and it was just, it was just to put me in my place. It was just to... Uh, they, he couldn't beat me in, in on the in the dojo, and so he ha- they had to do something to let him know that look, we're in charge, and uh, you you will be put in your place. And so it they whip in pro sumo wrestle, wrestling training. They they have a whip where they whip sumo wrestlers, and they uh, they submit them to the, just the humiliation that uh, is not really broadcast much here, but. There's been sumo wrestlers that have died. There's been sumo wrestlers that leave, and they just get a, a name branding of, of an outcast. I mean, in Hawaii, our American sumo wrestlers that went over there, and one particular guy tells a story where he couldn't do the splits, and so they all jumped on his back and forced him until he passed out from the pain. And that's common. Wow. These things are are common. And so, and, but but as far as the culture from the uh, related to the outside, for example, I was at a sumo demonstration this past weekend, and this Japanese woman walked up, and because my wrestling partner was Yamamoto Yama, which which was a previous pro sumo wrestler, and he's actually the heaviest person of Japanese ethnicity in history, and and so he was he was a big shot. He was up there, you know, top top ten. He was a superstar, but he's retired now. He retired years ago. And he's over here in America. And this woman was approaching this man, uh, shaking with her camera. And she was, she just was so, like in disbelief, that she was there with this personage that totally defines her culture, which is what sumo wrestling is, is and totally defines what who th- who she believes she is. And so she she was, you know, I thought she was gonna go crazy there. But they, they, uh, it, it was this humble reverence to the point where she was shaking, even being in the presence of this man. And we did, we did uh, four demonstrations, and had several matches. And uh, you know, I, I won half of them, he won half of them, and we all went home and had a good trip. But it's just, it's just unique seeing the, seeing how the these people that are like all stars, like gods almost. Uh, to these right. to these people in Japan, how they relate to them. So there is a culture shock. Nice. NFC Game Boy. Well, my next question is: Now, when Americans think of sumo wrestler, they usually think of uh, the video game Street Fighter. I know a lot of people think like E Honda. You know, uh, yeah. growing up, that's the that was like the, the image yeah. that a lot yeah. of people associate <laughs> with sumo wrestler because. 
you know, it's a cartoonish, video game-ish character. And right. that's the only, you know, you don't really see Simo in any other wrestling in American. What inspired you to get into Simo? Like, you know, is it something that you read? Is it um, something that you might have saw or someone told you to well, really inspire you to get into it? Well, I was, 50, uh, well, no, it was like 16 years ago now. I was trying to lose weight. I wanted to be involved in freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling. I had dreams of being an Olympian and winning in the Olympics and that sort of thing. And I was training, but then they, the, I had to get down to 285 pounds. There's no weight bracket above that. You just simply don't wrestle. And then, and then in the midst of training, they dropped it down. The Olympic Committee, whoever, the authorities, dropped it down to 265 pounds. So if you're over 265 pounds, there's simply no wrestling sport for you, and which I think is a little biased because all NFL linemen are over 265 pounds, mm-hmm. and none of them could be involved in freestyle or Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics, the Olympic forms of wrestling, because they're overweight. And so this is where I was, and and then I saw sumo. So I was I was down, I was working out constantly, and I couldn't. I hit a wall and I couldn't break through the wall of of getting down to 285. I was like 310, and and then I saw sumo wrestling on ESPN, and I had this epiphany. It was like goosebumps began to form all over my body, and and I thought this if there's a federation or if there's any way I could work my way up to becoming a sumo wrestler, that's what I want to do, and I didn't give in to all of the perceptions that that most U.S. people have where, oh, you know, it's it's ridiculed. It's, oh, you'll be fat and you'll have to wear the diaper. And, you know, it's it's cheesy and funny. I was watching sumo wrestling and I could see the beauty and the grace and the, the majesticness of it. And I was sold. And so that's that began the path of me gaining weight from from 310 to what I am now, about 430. And then... And then I wanted to later, because there's so many people that don't that think sumo wrestling is just stupid and and uh, two fat guys belly bucking till one falls over. They don't put it in the classification as a real martial art at all or a real sport. Uh, and and so I I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna run a marathon and show that a sumo wrestler can can run a marathon. And I was 200 I was 400. And 25 pounds at the time, heavier than any NFL lineman in history, and and I ran a marathon and made it. And then I thought, you know what? I didn't wow. get credit for a Guinness World Record for it, and so I ran it again and got a Guinness World Record for being the heaviest person to complete a marathon. And then I ran a third one last year, and then now this year I swam. I just got through swimming the Bear Lake, uh, 14 miles. I was in the water 16 hours and 13 minutes, and all of this partially, yeah, I completed it. I'm in the books now. It's official, and it it was like one of the hardest days of my life, but it's over with. But I want to give the impression to folks out there that sumo wrestling is a real sport. We're real athletes, and uh, we're we're here, and we're here to stay, and and, uh, either you can just continue to, to think it's just this silly odd fat man sport or you can look at it through a different lens and consider it this beautiful graceful majestic martial art that it is 
that's 2,000 years old. The fault doesn't lie in the sport. It lies in the people who perceive it, right. that in the sport. And, uh, you know, the, this, the U.S. Open is this weekend in, in Los Angeles, and there's 83, last I heard, and it's probably more now, 83 contestants, that sumo wrestlers, that are going to be involved in that sport. And finally, after 15 years or 14 years, NBC has jumped on, and they're going to they're going to film it and air it in a two-hour special on October 14th. And if you want more info on that, just go to uh, usasumo.com and click on U.S. Open. Well, I definitely uh, feel delighted, like just finally have that that respect here back home. Yeah. Yeah, you know, at all your troubles and stuff. Check. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're getting ready to come on, but I'm, I'm gonna have to ask one no, more no, question. No, no, do it, bro. Just, do it, do it. Just from a martial arts perspective, um, my last question to you is: What is the the meditation that goes into your preparation as being a sumo wrestler? Um, I've always heard um, stories and and of that you have the ability to pretty much take your mind out of your body. And let, allow your body to take horrendous amounts of pain. Like you can't even fathom almost how much pain you can you can muster. And it's the medi- I was learned that it's a meditation that that sumo wrestlers over in Japan had learned. Um, have you ever um, achieved that level or or, or tried to achieve that level? Yes, I. I... I know what you think of what you're talking about to a point you may know more than me, but I, I feel like that uh, that's that's part of my training, what, what you're talking about, because I when I train, I'll go to a lake and I'll swim all day long. And you, it's just wow. you have to put yourself, it's, it's tiring, and when you get out, you push yourself to the, I push myself to the limits to where the water is so cold and the duration is so long, that I feel like that I could die, that I'm 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 really being maybe stupid, and and doing this. But when you're out there, there's a lot of time to meditate when you're swimming for you know ten hours, and uh, and so you do you do meditate. Now in sumo wrestling, they also teach you that before the match even starts, the winner has already been decided, and so it, it's your preparation has already decided the winner. And the match is just academic, and so you're, you, the focus is incredible because, like in battle, your folk you get one chance. And usually, when you're battling with someone out on the battlefield, on in a in a battle or a war, then you have a few seconds, and either you're going to die, or the person you're fighting is going to die. And and so that's that's the way it is in, in sumo. You're focusing like at the World Championships where I was at two weeks ago in Taiwan. You're focusing and you get one shot. There's no well, best two out of three. There's none of that at the World Championships. And if you're if you're not focused, so pinpointed that then you'll lose, and metaphorically you'll die, and and. Uh, he, the other person will advance, and in war, that's what happens. You, the, your opponent kills you, and he advances, or else you kill him and you advance. You advance to another person, and then you got to kill him too. And so there's a lot of metaphors between physical battle, and I think us Americans we don't think in terms of of war 
uh, like like men in the military that have actually been on the front lines engaged in war do, because there's a pit in your stomach that accompanies you knowing that unless you focus for that five-second match, you will lose and uh, and you will metaphorically die. And so... Oh. I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but it, it you know it's it's a good good uh, line of thinking that you're talking about. Yes, you you, you have no. you, you have and great. um great. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Now, um, Kelly. That being said, have you ever played any CMO video games? Yeah, yeah, a few, a few, and I I recognize the uh, the sumo characters that you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Now there's a there's a current CMO um, video game. I looked it up while I was at work. It's on funnygames.co.uk. Okay. And I got my t- I got my tail whooped like three times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you want the link, I, I'll send it to you. But um, it's yeah, a little CMO game do. where you, you use your you know you use the cursors on a keypad and you try to push. It's like four CMO wrestlers in once. You just push them off. Whoever push everyone off or the um. Of the ring, if right. I'm, I'm saying it right, wins. So right. thought it was cool. Right. Now, what's your um, what's your what's your thoughts on uh, NFC Game Boy as a professional gamer, and you know, what's your thoughts on how how the world of CMO CMO wrestlers are portrayed in media? Like, you know, you have E Honda from Street Fighter and um, a bunch of other characters. Um, how do you feel yeah. when you see um when you see them um portrayed? Well, you know, I haven't seen a lot of video games, but. My first initial response is that I'm excited that it's there because, to me, that gives sumo legitimacy as a battle, as battlers, as fighters. You know, when we're, when we're up there in games like a street fighter, then it tells me that the world or the U.S. perceives us as fighters because that's what we are, you know. And, and, and so that, that excites me, and I'm not sure... I would have to play a game to see if it's accurate or not. Usually most things are not accurate, whether it's the media portrayal or whatever. You know, it's, uh, and I'll do an interview with somebody, and then I'll read the, the article later, and it, it doesn't, it, it's not a completely accurate per, portrayal. That's why it's exciting to get on with you on the radio here and, and uh, just say what I, what I mean to say. You know, I say what I mean and mean what I say and, and just let it all out there. For folks to listen to, but uh, you know, I, I think I'm excited when you when I see something like that in video games because it means that sumo is becoming more popular, and hopefully, it's like in movies, it'll it'll stop being the pun, the uh, pun of pun and j- the butt of jokes, and it'll start being more legitimate. I think it's only a matter of time. There's so many great sumo wrestling stories that Hollywood could do a movie on one of many. And it would be totally inspiring, and there's there's a lot of stories in in sumo, and uh, they're just not told, you know, because this is a humble sport that is in Japan, and that they it's their national treasure. The only reason it's not in the Olympics is because Japan doesn't want to release their baby to the world, and they have the power. The Olympic Committee wants this in the Olympics. The International Olympic Committee wants the sport in the Olympics, and it is in the World Games, which is also sponsored by the Olympic Committee, and it's the most popular sport of dozens and dozens of sports that are not Olympic sports. 
that's what the World Games is, is, is uh, games of sports that are not Olympic sports. It's the most popular sport of any sports every four years when it's put on. And I, I represented the U.S. I was in Colombia last year for the World Games, and, man, you, you couldn't walk down the street. You'd get mobbed by these people who, uh, who think outside the box, who see the beauty and the majesticness of, of this 2,000-year-old uh, sport and don't deem it this funny, silly, you know, fat guys out there naked and none of them are real athletes. They, they know we're real athletes. And, and so it was refreshing to, uh, to be down in Columbia, but it, it got no coverage here in America. You know, that would be a great idea. For you to find a, a, a author or someone to to write your story or a screenwriter and take it to Hollywood, and yeah. by you being as popular as you are and and being into history books and stuff, you can help bring a vision to America of Simo because I I do understand it is a butt of a lot of jokes. You know, it's the the fat yeah. man uh, uh, farts and you know he yeah. sits on you and crushes your face and you know it, yeah. it is yeah. it is made. I'm very embarrassing, and you're right. The Japanese culture do not and will not allow it to be affiliated with the Olympics because it is one of their most cherished, uh, almost religion. You know, yeah. as far as yeah. sports, it's, they look at yeah. it as a religion. And um, you know, I would I would suggest, and this is my opinion. You know, it's a that good you suggestion. Would, yeah, you know, just a suggestion to to yeah. reach out to those channels. And, and try to tell a story, even if you can, you know, be a, a consultant on the movie or on the yeah. script or whatever, to help bring that vision. Because I've never seen an uh, American Simo movie. Right. And that's the best right. thing about it is you never saw it. So that's the more enough reason for someone right. to write it. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Thanks for that suggestion. I'll yep. give it some time. He wanted the man. with Tech Energy Game Boy. We are suggesting it. So you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll do. <laughs> we'll do. And, and and just to mention too, you mentioned video games. I want to see even if uh, NFC Game Boy knew this. Uh, the Nintendo 64 has a wrestling game in Japan. It's called Professional Sumo Wrestling 2. All right. I never knew that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah, if you knew that. Knew now, Nintendo 60, Nintendo 64, Kelly. I'm not sure if you know. Um, came out and NFC Game Boy. You give it a date. You're, you're the pro. Ninety. It came out ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. Yeah. And this is the sequel. Nice. I, have, I have I have images and everything, and um, I'm sure you know if you. I'm a computer technician. That's one of my that's my career. So. All right. I'm sure if you have emul if you have emulators or software, I'm sure you can download it on a computer and play it. But um. Huh. Beautiful. No, Thank no, you. No, we're asking that. that. We're asking that too. Um, if it's okay, we keep you on for a few more minutes before we let you go. Um, yeah, I, I got I got something that I'm committed to at the top of the hour. So absolutely. Oh sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you go in about a minute. Um, I want to give you give a shout out to my buddy, uh, one of our buddies and fans of the show, Timothy Walls. Um, he actually was one at Otakon this year when you and Yama were on the stage. Um, Timothy uh-huh. was one of the guys that actually went against Yama. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how, how did that feel? Because I believe you went against, um, was, was it was it a um, female? Cause I know it was a couple of females. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I go against various people that we pick out from the crowd. Yeah, it's kind of, it's really fun doing that. So with that being said, Kelly, you know, we, we thank you very much for being on the show. You know, me and you talk well, off air you. and, um, 
want to ask you, you know, permission, we have you back on the show again soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'd just like to say maybe in parting that uh, when, you have, when you have a sport, you know, it, when you, if you look at history, I know it's hard to do because I'm 44 years old and, you know, everyone has only lived a limited number of years on planet Earth. But when, and when you look at history, when you read a little bit of history, the important stuff, you'll see entire civilizations come and go. And you see uh, sports come and go or, or fads come and go. And, and to, uh, to have a sport that had these humble beginnings and that has been here for 2,000 years, many believe, it, it, it's at least 1,500 years to 2,000 years. When you have a sport that's been around that long, you know, I've been around to different media, and I've, I've said, look, you know, only a sport, that sport that's been around that long must be God's favorite sport. <laughs> you know, I kind of play with it, but <laughs> but it's like, you know what, it, for, for civilizations to come and go and for a sport to be around that long, it should have an impact on people. It should tell them, look, this is more than just fat people in diapers and look how funny they are. Uh, the, these these people are almost superhuman athletes at the world level, and in the in pro sumo, the, people don't even know what they're watching. Those those folks are so good. And if you were to go to battle, if in war with somebody, I would pick as my compadres or as my the soldiers I want by me some of those people that have have that that warrior spirit in their heart like that. Those are the people I would want to go to to battle with, and so you know, I'll just end on that note. I hope that uh, you know. Thank you for having me on. God bless you. You know, yeah, and I, you. I love God what you're you doing. Too. Thank you. Thank you. God bless thank you. you too. And like I say, we we'll, we definitely um, be talking off air this week, and we'll try to set up another date to have you back on, and even other American. Yeah, American peers that are sumo champions, we'll let them have them on um, down the line and have like a little round table yeah. on the show and talk about um, the sport and, you know, get it out there more so people can be uh, more knowledgeable of it. Oh, that would be awesome. There's a, a lightweight sumo champ, Trent Sabo, that I think would would be phenomenal to have on your show because he's yeah. like, he's like and, and, and a few other people, you know, if we could have a round t- table, that sounds really, really fun. Man, we, we we can make that happen. We we will talk uh, off air um, sometime this week. Um, I'll make sure I give you a call. Beautiful. And we'll set that up. Beautiful. That Thank you up. for having me on. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bro. Thank you All much. Right. Yeah, Take bless care. That. You too. Bye. Bye. Everybody, that was the fat man of steel, Kelly Nutting, five-time SEMA world champion, ten-time wow. United States representative. NFC Game Boy. That is probably one of the words. greatest guests I think we've had on here. And we've had all types of guys on here, all types of girls on here. Uh, we've had uh, UFC champions. We've had WWE champions. We've had tag champions. We've had uh, uh, different type of champions. But this this man right here not only was just a champion, he's, he's part of history. And his culture... You know, I am I am honored to have a chance to interview him as a man who has a high respect for the Japanese culture and the martial arts. It was an honor to to got a chance to really speak to him and give you all 
a chance to understand a world that we know nothing about. And you know, it was just a it was a pleasure, and I, I can't wait to have him back on here. So if he's still listening. We can't wait to have you back. Thank you very much. It was an honor for me. Yeah, yeah it was. And and I, and I like to say to you, um, real quick, before we take a quick break, um, Tech, I got to meet Kelly Knight in that Otakon this year. Um, anybody listening, Otakon is the second biggest anime uh, convention in the United States, the first being Comic-Con, which is held in San Diego. And what Otakon did this year, which I thought was great, they did a SEMO demonstration. And what happens is that they have a big, huge room. They have a, uh, on top of the stage, they have the actual CMO ring. Uh, hopefully I'm saying, I think it's called a ring. If not, I stand corrected. And Kelly Nadine and Yama, who is the world's largest Japanese athlete, he weighs 600 pounds, was there giving demonstrations of how, they gave a couple of quick matches of uh, how CMO and the customs of CMO wrestling and how you start off. And one of the great things about the demonstration was that people in the audience got to go up on stage and wrestle against their choice of Yama or Kelly Nutton. And want to give big ups to the, uh, our listener and our buddy um, at Shimblade, big ups to him, calls him the Japanese course Timothy Walls. Um, big ups to Timothy Walls, who is either listening or probably at the Orioles game. Um, he got to go against Yama. And the match was pretty quick. And so, a funny story with Kelly, um, Kelly's such a sweet guy, and you meet him, you know he's a SEMO wrestler. He actually had to wrestle against, I believe, two females, and of course he was light, and um, one of them tried to move him, and he just started hugging up on her, nothing like that, but, you know, he just gave her a hug, it was pretty funny, because she can't move him. So, like I said, fans, with that being said, uh, we will take about a 30-second break, and when we come back, we will be live, live, live with... Financial guru, ingenious Mike Ryan. Please stay tuned with more under the mat under the radio. Mat. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Alright. Wait for Mike to come. Uh, we gotta go back to playing music again. He wants to. Yeah, I got yeah, hella music on here. That's cool. We can go back playing music until we get more guests. Oh, man. Um, are we still live or are we going to break? We break? Can you hear me? Are we live? Hello? Hello? Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We are going to do our best to provide you all with the best information in the world of wrestling, both pro, collegiate, college, you know, whichever way we can. 
and not just with wrestling. We got UFC, we got MMA, we got different martial artists. We've had a whole bunch of stars coming on here to give us a chance to talk. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Welcome back, fans. We're more live, live, live under the Mad Radio with co-host NSC Game Boy. This is your host Tech. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are, and I believe we're here live now with financial guru and genius Mike Ryan. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, we're doing, doing fine. fine. Congratulations on the new time and the new show. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. It took a long time. Long time coming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Good things happen to those who wait. Yes, it is. (laughs) And with with you being being a man of our stature and good to know that you have heard of our show um, throughout the press and throughout websites and good to know that um, you've heard of us and had a good um, good, uh, reputation for you. Appreciate that. Same goes back to you guys, you know. It's all about just earning the respect of people in the community and getting them to tune in. Same thing when it comes to fundraising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, we're going to bring it on. And Mike Ryan, your financial, your financial, I guess financial, uh, fundraising genius and go over. Um, talk about the world of fundraising. Um, how do you, how does one become on your status? How does one begin first at fundraising? How does one become um, a great person at it like you? Well, I learned the ropes uh, early on um, out of high school. Um, I had an internship in the U.S. Senate. And I was surrounded by a lot of people who were doing political fundraising for that first year. And then after my internship, it turned into a full po- full-time position in the Senate Dirksen building. Hmm. And so I was learning from people who were raising, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And some of your best learning doesn't come from a school book. It just comes from having your ears open. Uh-huh. Amen to that. It's true. It definitely is. <laughs> it is very well. With that being said, Mike, um, talk about what were some of the struggles you dealt with when it came to fundraising? What was some of the, the learning curve? Talk about the learning curve you had to deal with. Well, the learning curve is pretty simple. It's all the news you get when you're going in to try and raise money for a cause. Um, you know, you get a lot of news. It just takes the one yes to really get momentum going. So in, when it comes to raising money, whether you're trying to raise, you know, a couple hundred dollars for, you know, a local baseball team or a couple million dollars, it's all about getting that first yes. So on every level, that that's your obstacle, is just getting into that first door. They tell you yes, and now all of a sudden you've got momentum on your side, um, kind of like what you guys are doing with your radio show. Um, yeah. You know, there's similarities to that. You know, you're trying to get established on a new network, and how do you do that? You make phone calls. You tell people where you're at. Use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You spread the word. And before you know it, 
people are growing with you, and now you've got a bigger audience. And for me, it's a wider networking of businesses, CEOs, television networks that I can call on now and say, hey, you know, this is a great cause. I think you guys should support it. And then it's just a matter of coming to terms on dollars and cents. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, with that, being, with that being said to you, Mike, you talk about social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, YouTube. Have you been doing this for a long time? Were there any type of challenges that you had to deal with? Because, you know, I'm sure back when you did find reason it wasn't, you know, much of uh, social media. It wasn't no YouTubes or Twitters or uh, Facebook. You're trying to so. say I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, I didn't say. Anything. Wow! All right. Not to say you're old. Not to say you're old. You're more so experienced, and you know you're not doing anything. Oh, so that's how we avoid old. We say experienced now, but that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> oh, well advanced in years. Well said, advanced in my years. Yes, I am. With that being said, when you. <laughs> but you doing fundraising um, before the hype of social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. What was your mindset? How did you go about advertising and even getting the word out for you to fundraise well, um, whatever you were doing? Grassroots. It all comes down to grassroots marketing. Um, it's about putting posters up. It's about knocking on doors. You would open the yellow pages instead of opening Google you know, and build your network that way. Um, going to mixers, you know, at local events. You know, if you knew something was going on and a lot of CEOs of a company were going to be there, you found that in a newspaper before social media. And so it would be a lot of, you know, driving, a lot of, you know, printing off papers and going, going about it that way. And I think it's kind of funny you bring that up because I use that, use that as an example a lot. And today how I can compare it is if I took your smartphone away and your GPS on your phone, a lot of people would be screwed because people wouldn't know where they're going. You know, if you handed somebody a road atlas, it would be like giving them a jigsaw puzzle. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, seriously, I think both of you, want, for one whole day, do, don't use your smartphone for anything. No text messages, nothing. Only incoming phone calls. You're okay. going to feel really deprived. Uh, I'll be fine. I'm also a little old school mindset. So what about you, NFC Game Boy? I know how to go to the store, uh, uh, gas station, and get a map. Always at, at, at big convenient gas stations. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'll GPS, out. They will mad. I just can't remember phone numbers now. That that is where I'll be. I'll probably you know I only remember like three three or four phone numbers. So that would be my my biggest flaw. But I, I, now, I don't have remember gas, how to use the, the gas stations you go into now. If you ask for directions, they pull it up on their own phone. It's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, the person who works there doesn't know how to go four blocks down the street, make two lefts, and you're there. It's amazing how people nowadays are so attached to technology. You know, if we didn't have it, God, there'd be a lot of dumb people. Yes, Lord. 
When was the last time any of you guys wrote a letter and put it in the mail instead of sending an email? Actually, wrote a letter? I wrote yeah, a letter, wrote a letter put a stamp on it, and mailed it. I wrote a letter two weeks ago, but I didn't put a stamp on I gave it uh, to someone hand-to-hand. I haven't wrote a letter in years since I, I, since I was in prison. That was that had been the last time. Uh, that's, that's well, we'll cool. leave pen pals in prison alone. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I think, I think, gentlemen, when you when you when you look at the concept of emails and stuff, because I know AOL it was real big back in the day, correct? And when you get to that level, and you just the simplicity of just picking up your phone and and then we got swipe I, I swipe all I don't know if y'all are swipers but I'm a, I'm a swiper I swipe you know when I text people and I can like a formulate paragraphs in just seconds almost and send it out and everything I will get frustrated when it doesn't you know I don't get a response quick enough and everything and it's just the way of the world now in the times everything is just so quick and and for you sir for you to been in that era where we didn't have all that and still mm-hmm. be able yeah. to be as successful as you are, that's truly commendable. Like, wow. Well, well let's talk know. about what just went down on NBC Sports. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I think I, I sent you guys a little uh, teaser about it. Um, yes, there was did. a truck. The truck that I had done, we purchased it from Ford, uh, Raptor. And we had it built by the world-famous West Coast Customs, the guys who did Pimp My Ride. Mm-hmm. And we auctioned the truck off in Dallas, Texas, on September the 6th, and I raised $250,000 in six minutes. Yes. How long you said six minutes? Six minutes. See what is the right there. Yeah. That's a lot of Twinkies and commissary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was for the disabled. Uh, um, that was for cars for troops. Cars for troops. Okay. I'm sorry. I wanted to make sure I got my information correct. Right. No, that's all right. No. With 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 that being said, how how was your feeling when you when you saw that number that two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Like what what? impulse that that you got I cried I cried it was a you know a moment of happiness um and knowing that you know I get to do something every day where I get to help people you know our disabled vets who go out and serve our country to give us the freedom that we have the freedom for you guys to say what you want on the radio the freedom that we have to, you know, go anywhere we want, say our opinions, you know, and I get to help these servicemen and women who have spinal cord injuries or are missing a leg, and I get to be the one to get to put them behind the wheel again to drive and do simple tasks that all of us overlook and don't think about. If you weren't able to take your wife or your girlfriend just on a simple grocery store run, you know, you would catch hell. To a disabled veteran, going to the grocery store, they just won the lottery, man. They're driving themselves. And now they get to take their wife out on a date 
in their vehicle, not their wife driving and loading their wheelchair in the back. You know? Mm. So I think I have one of the most fulfilling jobs that anybody could ever ask for. Wow. Mm. I never, I never thought what? of that. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we've had, we've had a, you know, opportunity, you know, we've been featured on NBC Sports, we've been featured on the TV show Full Throttle Saloon, we've been featured on CNN Headline News, uh, we've been featured on Fox News, um, you know, it, it, it's amazing. You know, the press that we've got, not just from the Raptor, but from previous projects, not just this one. And we're just building more awareness to let everybody know that, you know, they're these disabled vets, you know, you might see them in a wheelchair in the store, but 90% of them, they don't have a car. They They have to wait for the local cab company to come and haul them home. You know, these are, you know, so it's really important that people understand that, you know, helping these guys out. They can drive. It's just a matter of getting them the right funding. And if they're good enough to go to war for us, then I think they're good enough to get them a car. Let me ask you a question. What is the most, uh, well, say, what's the most mind-blowing story that you've heard from these these? these disabled uh, veterans, what, what was the one that just moved your heart and really just, just you know, touched your soul? What, what, can you share a story with us? I, I can share two. Um, okay. First, we have Sergeant, retired now, Staff Sergeant Jack Pierce. He currently lives outside of San Antonio, Texas. In 2011, I got an email from his wife saying that, you know, Jack's dream was to be able to ride a motorcycle again. Now, mind you, Jack is paralyzed from the waist down. Okay. So I got a chance. I read the story. Went ahead, ran it by the board of directors. I flew down to Texas to meet with him. Well, come to find out, Jack, in 2009, his convoy in Afghanistan was being targeted by Al-Qaeda for three months because his trucks and his unit were in charge of resupplying some of our bases with food and necessities, but they were also using that as a cover to get reporters in to Baghdad for CNN and the BBC. Well, one day in 2009, his convoy was seven trucks, was just going down the road. And these are big armored vehicles. We're talking 20 tons of moving steel. Okay. Wow. And they ran over an IED, 200 pounds of C4 explosives. Wow. And Jack... His truck was the one that ran over it. And while this man could not use his legs, he used his arms to drag two Marines out 
of the vehicle that was on fire, and he managed to pull out one reporter. Three people lost their lives, including a British reporter. But Jack, paralyzed from the waist down, used his arms to save those people. And when I went to meet meet him, his spirits were high. This man, you, you would never know that he was paralyzed because how upbeat this man was about life. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, wow, this is a sad story. But he's like, no, it's not. I served my country. I knew the risks. He goes, and now I'm going to serve my wife and my son, and all I want to do is ride a motorcycle again. And I was like, wow. You know, if this man can feel this way about his disability, then, you know, I'm going to do something for him. Well, the company I work for, Mobility Works, we have the only handicap accessible wheelchair in the world. It's called the Conquest Motorcycle. The rear of the bike lowers and a gate opens up. So a rider in a wheelchair can go up and into the bike. The rear hatch shuts and their wheelchair locks in place. And it's an automatic motorcycle. Well, we surprised Jack Pearson Sturgis in 2012, the largest bike rally in the country. We flew him in, and we presented him in front of 15,000 people at the Buffalo Chip, this motorcycle. Wow. And now Jack has put over 1,500 miles on this motorcycle. Yeah. Just doing little things. He literally takes this bike and goes to the grocery store. And it's just amazing. And now he's getting ready to purchase his very first truck, and we're going to go ahead and put the handicap-accessible seat and wheelchair lift in it for him. That's great. That's Because he just wants to take his wife and son camping, and they need a truck. Well, Jack, you know, he saved his money, you know, like any of us would. He has the money for the truck. Now we're just going to put a handicapped seat in it, and now he's going to be able to take his wife and son camping. Wow. That's great. That's a great story and such a story. Yeah, I mean, Jack's been featured on CNN Headline News. He was a guest of President Obama at the White House. Um, You know, he's, he's really a role model for a lot of veterans on how to handle disability. Because a disability is only what you make it. You know, no matter what it is. That's a good point. If you want to sit there and say, woe is me all the time, then you're going to have a negative attitude. But people like Jack Pierce are the reason that people are starting to turn positives and then, you know, negatives into the positives now. And, uh, those are the people I wake up for every morning to help. Wow. Bless your and, heart. And, and we, thank Bless you, your Mike. That, that's, that's great. We get to know that there's still great people out here that's not selfish and, and that thinks about others and that 
that's what motivates you every day is to help others to put a smile on their faces, especially disabled veterans. Well, my mom was, you know, my mom lost her legs and my dad was a veteran. So Mm -hmm. raising money for Mm -hmm. disabled vets is like a perfect fit. And my, my, my grandfather was still living and healthy and getting around better than us, 94-year-old year old young as a veteran, World War II veteran. And um, I'd like to see me in this game. Boy had a um, chance to go to House of Hardcore for earlier this year, um, Tommy Dreamer promotion, and they had it at the uh, Philadelphia Armory, and there was a lot of disabled vets there. And, you know, made a time, we made a chance to go to each one, each vet and shake their hand and talk to them and, just, you know, small things like that, you know, shaking their hand and talking to them just meant a lot. And one of them even said, you know, a lot of guys don't come over here anymore and speak to us. And just small talk, you know, hey, how you doing, how you feeling, thanking them for their service to this country. And just the small things in life we tend to forget could go a long way. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's amazing, you know, just small things that we can do just as a society every day to make a difference in somebody's life whether it's, you know, with a disability. If you see somebody with a disability, you know, you don't have to bend down to talk to them. They know they're in a wheelchair, you know? Sure. You, you know, just stand there, talk to them, shake their hand, you know? Little stuff like that means the world to people. They're not asking for a handout. They're just asking sometimes for somebody to talk to. That's what people want. Yeah, so it's not all about just raising money. It's also about just giving thanks to the people that give us our freedom. You know, simple thing. If you don't have money to donate to a charity, that's fine. You know, but when you see a disabled vet, thank him for his service. They appreciate that, you know. And just just something that small can make that person's day or week for everything that you and I, all your listeners who are able-bodied people, we take it for granted, you know. And I was reading on a website that TNA Wrestling has a disabled veteran now wrestling, Chris Melendez. And he, you know, he's an amputee. Yeah, he is. And with that being said, Mike, well, we still got some time to have you. Um... How do you feel about that? With um, you know, we under the Matt Radio primarily uh, we cover professional wrestling, not just pro wrestling, collegiate wrestling, um, people that's been in the Olympics, the Russell Collegiate, you know, mixed martial arts, and, and then of course we have sumo wrestling. Yeah, sumo wrestling yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, we cover all areas of wrestling, not just that. We have other guests, you know, comic book owners, comic book stars, you know, fellow artists and musicians. Um, with that being said, Mike, what are your thoughts on that with TNA having a disabled vet? Um, do you agree with that? And what's your feeling on wrestling I, in general? Well, I think for any type of entertainment industry, if you're going to bring on someone of disability and showcase them, I think you need to make sure it's tasteful and not just marketing because you know there's a there's a line that you could easily cross that'll make your company look really bad if you just put them out there in front of a crowd as a ratings catcher 
I think if, you know, whether it's a wrestling organization or a Walmart commercial, I think it needs to be prevented, you know, presented in a tasteful manner and not in a manner where it's going to be a short run and just get positive press for 30 days. I think if you're going to use somebody with disability, you just got to make sure that, number one, does it fit your company model? You know, take the time, make sure it fits what your long-term company goals are. Because any company in America, when you hire somebody with a disability, you're getting between five and $15,000 as a write-off. Wow. Just by hiring somebody with a disability. That's the law. And for a TV show to use somebody who is disabled, you know, as long as they do it in a tasteful manner, I'm all for it. But the minute that they turn it into a spectacle, no, I don't like that. So as long as they're using the Chris Melendez, you know, and using him in a way that not only respects other people with disability, because he's not just representing himself now. He's representing a, you know, a whole bunch of disabled vets. You know, so they just got to make sure that they use him properly. That way it just doesn't come off as, you know, 60 days from now as, you know, oh, well, the marketing didn't work out for Chris. You know, we're not going to have him on TV anymore. You know, that that's what would piss me off. You know, sure if, if you're going to... Yeah, I mean, you don't just bring in a disabled vet and hire them just to say you got them on TV and now all of a sudden you're hoping to get more veterans to watch. You yeah, know, sure. veterans so aren't idiots, man. You know, veterans yeah. are some of the smartest guys out there. They're the guys who are doing everything from logistics to working on our cars to, you know, building rockets, you know, our veteran community is one of the smartest communities, and they'll see right through it. Yeah. So yeah. my hope for Chris Melendez is he maximizes his exposure more than they try and maximize his because he could have a future out there helping other disabled veterans, yeah. you know, and he could be a face of that because of his success. Wow, I do like that. And, and yeah, I mean, said, so it's not what TNA can do for him. It's what can he get out of TNA. TNA. That is, I do, I do agree with that. I do. And with that being said, well, we have about a minute left, Mike. First, we want to thank you much. I'm sure you're a very busy man, and thank you much for coming mm-hmm. on to our show, um, you know, giving us a different feel and giving listeners a different feel about a little snippet, a little nugget of the world of fundraising. Yeah, is there well, anything you'd like I mean, to plug, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, if anybody out there would like to donate to a great veteran cause, please check out carsfortroops.com. Check out what we got going on, who we're working with. And also, I'm going to Ford headquarters in Dearborn, Michigan on Friday. The Ford executives have invited me up with the truck, and I'm doing a photo shoot at Ford headquarters on Friday. So be sure to be checking Ford's social media next week and check out this great truck to build awareness for our disabled veterans. Wow. All right. 
That is great. And let you know, Mike, we have posted. Um, I'm not sure we'll try to get your Facebook information. We're not sure if you have it, but um, we do have a Facebook page, and we did post a link, and um, some of our other friends and radio friends and media friends have been spreading a link around as we speak about the contribution of uh, giving away that four rafter. So we thank you much for your service, you, you yeah, know, helping our you. disabled vets and this in general. Well, thank you guys for having me on, and I'm going to listen to your show until uh, 9 o'clock. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Thank you very much. All right, you thank guys you. take care, and thank you for having me on Under the Map. Okay, thank, okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. Everybody, that was financial guru and genius, Mike Ryan. And it's again, boy, your thoughts. I, your thoughts. I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, a guy who can really give his all like that and for a great cause, and especially with his parents and, and you know, growing up and, you know, he really can just give back. And selling, you know, himself and his body and the effort, you know, it's just, that's amazing. And he, he did, but what, six minutes? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the calculations of how much money that is a minute, but it's a lot I, of money. Don't <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. If you're listening, please, please hit the link up. Like Tech said, please join the cause. Support these troops. Support our guys. Not just because it's 9/11, and not because you know these guys. They fight for our liberties. They fight for our freedom. You know these these guys and girls go out there every day to make sure that we're safe. You know, try your best to get back. And Under the Mat is a big sponsor. So, you know, we try our best to really, you know, make sure that that is the awareness in uh, our fans. Yes. And i like to say, you know, big ups to Mike Ryan. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, a lot. A lot of hard work was to try to catch up with him, of course. You know, listeners, he's a very busy man. We thank him for not only coming on our show, but the fact that he listened before his segment, and we thank him for coming on after our segment. Um, you know, it's not coming yeah. over listening um, for the remainder of the show. Yeah, he so knew a little bit about wrestling, much. too. He, he talked about TNA, y'all. We found out he watched wrestling. <laughs> well, hey, well, yeah. Maybe, we, Mike, if you're still listening, um, you know, apparently you do know something about wrestling and <laughs> Now, maybe we have you on down the line and we, we can talk about it. Yeah, get more see his thoughts. And, and the last thing is, now you go, go, go ahead and see him. I'm sorry. I was just want to say, you know, I would love to know uh, maybe some financial advice to some of our younger listeners out there who, who, who may want to get into fundraising and stuff, you know, you know, maybe some little tips. You, know, you can't tell your secrets, but you can give some tips, you know. <laughs> give a little tips, you know, to help out. You know what I'm saying? But that's all I was going to say. And, you know, with that being said, too, fans, we are waiting for a surprise guest. Hopefully he can still call in. So at any moment between now and 9 o'clock, he could be calling in. Definitely. He could. Ooh. And while we wait. Of course, fans, if you want to call, talk about anything, TNA, WWE, Japanese wrestling, sumo wrestling, video games, anything that you want to talk about. It could be wrestling-related, even if it's little sports-related. Um, you can call 760-888-5749. Let me say it again, 
going to give a big shout-out to um, the Baltimore Orioles. Sorry, uh, this is Leah from Baltimore. Um, Magic number is number one, so currently we are leading 4-2 to two, the Toronto Blue Jays. And if we win, we will clinch the American League East. First time we've uh, won that championship since 1997. And if you're a very young fan, you may not remember the year of 1997. But me and NFC Game Boy definitely does. So you yeah. have Google and Wikipedia. Um, if you want to know more about the year 1997, Google it. And you let us know under the Matt Radio. <laughs> Which you learned I about 1997. Real quick, while we're waiting for our special guest, that I want to thank all the fans out there who really have shown us love while we were uh, away. Um, we are a, a bigger and better show. We got uh, a lot of new surprises coming down the, the pipeline for toward the rest of the year. Um, I just wanted to take this time out to just say how emotional I was to some of the outpour from the public that you know really supported us and the fans out there and some of the, even some of the wrestlers who've gotten contact with myself and Tech and who've really um, you know uh, shout out to Rage Pro Wrestling um, you know those guys over there doing big things once again don't forget oh, yeah. in October um, we're gonna keep y'all posted with that um, upcoming dates um, and a special shout out to my boy Kendrick Kamari. Um, yeah. I was informed yesterday um, he was involved in um, a very serious situation. I'm not going to go into detail, but um, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. If he's listening, if anybody, you know, we know listening, you know, we, we send out our, our prayers out to you, man. You know, we hope that you get well and be back on your feet soon. And um, that's, that's just about it. Yeah, you know, great guy, great guy, great worker, too, you know, great worker. You know, got that, that vamp life. Still yeah. understand the vamp yeah. life, but, you know, it's, it's cool. No, but he's not just a vamp. He's a, he's a hybrid vamp. I'm sorry, hybrid vamp. Yeah, I don't want to insult the hybrid vamp thing, sort of. But, you know, in all seriousness, you know, we want to send our love to him, make sure, you know, he stay up. And uh, we... uh. We're going to have you know, meeting up on a few dates and uh, checking out a couple shows oh, yeah. and having great guests on here will, uh, upcoming down the road. So um, we, we definitely we, we're not going away. You can't get rid of no. us. <laughs> and just to let yeah. you know, fans of Pro Wrestling Powerhouse Radio, just to let you know that we will be at a good, good number of events. If you want to listen to any old episodes... Of our show, we will not release the numbers or the letters we do not speak of. However, if you go on Blog Talk Radio and just type in under the Mass Radio, you'll be able to see all of the old episodes that we have done. We do have something we call the Lost Episodes that we've done about a year and a half ago. Um, we'll be working on those and on our YouTube channel by October. Our YouTube channel under the Mass Radio will be up and running. So, if you want to hear our old episodes, we've had Holy Race. 
on our show. We've had the legendary Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. We've had current teammate, half tag team champion, Davey Richards. Um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Tom Pritchett, former WWE trainer. We've had former WWE trainer Rip Rogers. We've had Trevor Murdoch. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, uh, one of the former producers of the movie The Wrestler with uh, Mickey Rourke, Evan Ginsberg. Shout out to him. We've had Lanny Poffel, brother of Rick Randy Savage. We've had so many guests. I've even lost count. Definitely. We have. Yes. And. Also, to announcement, we have to, Thursday is a special day, big day, September 18th to some of y'all, but it is the birthday of uh, my great co-host and brother, the NFC Game Boy, not going to put your government out there, but uh, NFC Game Boy, it is your birthday, we want to say happy birthday to you, bro, and co-host. Thank you, man, thank you. I, I didn't see it yet. I live in Baltimore, so my chances are still a little slim. But uh, <laughs> um, thank, thank you, man. You know, um, yes, my birthday is this Thursday. I'll be turning. Or what's the new saying? I'll be level leveling up to 33. So I'll be 33 years of age. And uh, my children and my girlfriends and everybody are excited. Um, shout out to my girlfriends, um, my row row row. Um, my Southern Belle, my baby girl, and my kids, you know, Cara, Georgie, uh, Rennie, uh, Neve, love y'all dearly. And uh, to my great co-host, my brother, the guy who, who introduced me to this world, my man, Tech, and I'm not going to say your government either. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, thank you man. Much. It's, been, it's been a great and honor. And um, to the fans of... Uh, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse I know y'all just getting used to us We're new But trust and believe You know You will You will enjoy Just as much as we enjoy it So um, Yes we, we We are new to to the PWP family uh, Yes we yes. are Very great uh, And, and, and let you know All those that are Listening now live And that will listen later That You know We've done radio for a good while um, but we've known the PWV. We've been friends with some of the uh, the authority, if you will, of PWP. <laughs> and I'm sure when Jay hit us, he probably is going to laugh and toast and the other ones. So we, we've been very aware of, of this great network and very aware of the great shows. Um, in fact, I have been on a few other shows with Toph. Um And even I uh, want to give a shout-out to Bruce Hart, brother of the WWE great and Hall of Famer, Brett the Hitman Hart. Um had the opportunity to co-host his show on Sunday night, and I will be tag host on Under the Merit Radio. We'll be hosting uh, Heartbeat Radio on September the 28th again. So you want to hear more of me and um, us helping our PWP, we'll be doing that. So we're not just about our show, Under the Merit Radio, helping us grow even more. We're all about helping the family grow, uh, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse, uh, one of the greatest wrestling networks around. By that being said, we got a couple. We want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Rage Pro Wrestling. Big ups to you, Rage, for listening. Yes, big old Red, our sponsor, Rage Pro Wrestling. If you have a chance, Open Fight Night is Saturday, October the 18th, 2014. It is at the Hanover National Guard Armory. The address is on the flyer. If you go on Facebook, type in Rage Pro Wrestling. Um, if you want tickets, contact 
and if you game boy, contact me. Hit us up on Under the Mat Radio. We will be giving out in the next few weeks free tickets. And last the last event was great. National TV deal. Yes, fans, national TV deal. And I had a very yeah. great show. And you can get free tickets through us or let us know. We'll contact Red. But it's great event. It's great, number one, not only because it's Red. But on this event, you will see ECW legend and former WCW and WWE wrestler, The Sandman. Yes, The Sandman. We'll be going against current Rage for Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, Robbie Illuminati. Also on this show, you will see another ECW legend, a former WWE superstar, Blue Meanie. And also you'll see the other greats such as the general manager at ECW, former great Andy Vonberg. You will see Rayburn. You will see the great Ruckus. You will see Rod City. You will see Undy Buddy the Brutes and, and a host of others. So any more information or details on the show, contact us at Under the Mad Radio or contact Rage Pro Wrestling. Also, and this is probably mm-hmm. the most news you will hear us mention, this Saturday, Under the Mad Radio will be at 1CW. Our good old buddy, who we call Brothers in Arms 3. They will feature former WWE superstar, the Patriot, and WWE Hall of Famer, Tony Atlas. VIP tickets are $20. Their VIP tickets are $20. General admission, $15 for adults, $10 for children. Children under five or under, five and under are free. Definitely. So please check that out if you want any more information. Please look up One CW on Facebook or hit up Stevie Ray Styles under the Matt Radio. We'll be there on Saturday. It is in Delaware, in Milford, Delaware, and we will be covering that and we'll be having more information on that show. And also, I just got a note from Red um, promoter Rage Championship Rage uh, Pro Wrestling that. We had 20 free tickets for that event. 20. 20 free tickets. So, See, that's, why, that's tickets, why I like Rage. They, 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 they think outside the box. Yeah, there you go. All right. Outside the box. Outside, outside, the, outside the, box. the bun. Mm-hmm. Remember the Taco Bell commercial? Think outside the bun. Remember that? Yeah, I actually remember that. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> message from a fan. Uh, she wants to know how about them div- them them divas from the Man Radio. How, how, how about, about those, those divas? D O D. You know, Brie Bella and Nikki Bella has been getting a lot of press as of late, and it's really to me it's really sad because they. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just not a fan of the Bellas. You, you, really you, you, you're not a fan of the ribs. You're not you're not a fan of uh, John Cena's rib and uh, Daniel Bryan's rib. You know, the, no, the white not at all. Not at all. I rather see Daniel Bryan and John Cena. No, I take that back. I rather see Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, I don't want to see his John Cena or his girl. Either one of them. You know, both of them are tired and do the same moves. So one got some boobs. So he got something to look at. Big. Big. <laughs> but, uh, Give a big shout out to <laughs> you said boobs. Uh, big shout out to our man, a good old buddy Hal Rutnick, who is host of Screen Junkies on Facebook and Honest Trailers. Good old uh, buddy of ours. He will be back 
We'll be doing business. So look up on YouTube, um, Screen Junkies and Honest Trailers. And also our buddies at Cinema Sins. Look them up, too. Um, and a fan just hit me up, too. And he want to say, NFC Game Boy, since your birthday is in September, there are other famous Virgo wrestlers in September. We're going to go down the list here to see. Famous wrestlers. Um, real quick, NFC Game Boy, do you know of any uh, wrestlers, any famous Virgos? Uh, not not too many. Um, uh, real quick, before we, while we, you know, when you get a chance to, um, I do want to say that under the mat, we send our condolences to uh, uh, a wrestler who just uh, passed away uh, not too long ago. Um, I believe Sean O'Hare. Um, yes. Okay. He uh, he passed away. Um, I, I believe last week. Last Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we just want to uh, send our condolences. Uh, anytime one of our our, our brothers, cause that's what we call them, our brothers, pass away, matter is is you know whatever the circumstance is, is always truly sad because they gave their their life for the business that we like to talk about and bring to y'all. So, um, real quick, I just want to send my condolences out to them. And uh, okay, under the mat, you know, to his family yes, we and do. friends. We do. Now, back to our condolences. Birthday. To Sean O'Hare. No problem. Back to the birthdays famous and Virgo. stuff. No tech. I don't know. <laughs> I'm famous pretty sure that you are the technical one. You're yeah, going to know. I, um, <laughs> and, and next week on the show, we will go in a little more detail. And we get asked all the time of our um, show names, Tech and NFC Game Boy. There's reasons. And we will uh, go over those next week. Famous wrestler Virgo birthdays, and I'm a Libra, so I'm saying this with very much disdain. Jeff Hardy, yay. Eva Marie, 29 years old. The Great Khali, well, there you go, Hennessy Game Boy, who's 42. Paul Heyman, the one behind the one who beat. You know what? That makes sense. Okay. I can see the Virgo in him. So he's just bad in business. I don't know where he, I don't know where he got that from. Most Virgos ain't bad in business. I'm sorry, but anyway. It is. Uh, Mickey James, Angelina Jolie, um, the uh, Awesome Kong, Jillian Hall, Matt Morgan, Raven, Molly Holly, Double A on Anderson, Rocky Johnson, The Rock's Dad, Sergeant Slaughter, Jack Briscoe, the late Jack Briscoe, the late Bam Bam Bigelow, Jazz. Consequences Creed, who currently is now Xavier Woods. Our good old buddy, shout out Trevor Murdoch, former guest on Under the Mat Radio. Lodi from WCW, the late Rock Rock, the late Crash Holly. Rindy Richter, if you're not old enough to know who she is, Google her, WrestleMania 1. Uh, do some decent Domino, Tony Guerrilla. Uh Who else? Petey Williams, good old big, uh, what's his name? Um, Lil Papa Pump. Masahiro Chono, the late Japanese legend, Takayama, Japanese legend, and a few others. So with that being mentioned, those are your brethren that are Virgos. Yes, Definitely. Team Virgo, yes. Oh, gosh. And, and moving on with that, uh, of course, our Baltimore fans, the Baltimore Orioles are still up winning, almost close to clinching uh division title. And, and speaking of note. Speaking of no, uh, the wrestling world is very crazy, and so is the sports world. We had the Ray Rice, we had the Adrian Peterson issue, the D for the 49ers. So much stuff has been going on. So 
Seems like NFC Game Boy, uh, other sports are going as crazy as well as the sports of wrestling. Yeah, it seems like the world of wrestling is now transcending to other sports. And it's not even on the field. All this stuff is and, outside. And, and, real, and real quick, I do apologize. I'll cut you off. I believe we have someone calling in. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. This is Tech and NFC Game Boy. Yeah, this is your buddy, Nate. What's going on? Hey, Nate, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Nate? Yeah, I want to talk about Wrestling Logic 101 for WWE Raw, okay? Last week was... We'll give you about two minutes, so go ahead. Okay, yeah. Last week was a season premiere for a show that goes 52 weeks, so I'm waiting for the season finale or the series finale for wrestling. Then we have John Cena's promo last night. He said last week he gave him 24 hours to produce Brock Lesnar, so I think Lesnar's supposed to show up last Tuesday. And then, um, what the heck was, what the hell was Cena talking about? Oh, what the hell was I going to say yesterday oh, about Cena, too, his whole promo? I don't, I don't know. It, it, oh, yeah, halftime. Yeah, Cena's talking about halftime. Um, halftime, was he talking about the football game or Raw? Because that would have been 930. So if he was talking about the football game, does he want wrestling fans to watch the football game and just tune in to Raw during halftime? So does that explain the rating drop? Did it. I don't know. That is true. That is true. But, Nate, thanks again, <laughs> and, buddy. And and the main event, giving away free on pay-per-view when they're fighting again at the pay-per-view. It's almost like reverse WCW logic back in the day, where WCW would have a big match on pay-per-view, but then, you know, show the next night same rematch on, you know, on Nitro. But WWE went backwards. So I don't know what's going on with WWE, but no logic. It's true. When, when Nate, we thank you much for calling, buddy. Um, thank you much. So yeah, take care. Like said, hey, thank you, man. Thanks. That's a funny. This is our good old buddy Nate. Good old buddy Nate from Inside Wrestling. Thanks, yeah. Nate, uh, summing up Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. He does make some good valid points. That's funny. He did it all in two minutes, and everything he said clearly was the only parts of Raw that you needed to see. Like clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and it sums up Monday Night Raw. Real yeah. quick, before we could um. <laughs> Before we can uh, go, we, we got to uh, go over Night of Champions real quick, which is for only nine ninety nine. It's no longer pay-per-views. It's called monthly uh, specials. WWE Network. Uh, you know, we, we do have WWE fans here, so, you know, we, we got to make them happy too. But real quick, Night of Champions, 2014, this Sunday, 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 WWE Network. If you don't have the network, you cannot watch it. It might be some other reasons, but... um. We're not going to go there because it's illegal. So, moving on with that. Now the champions, of course, we have the main event, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And it's a game boy real quick. Your thoughts? Well, I, I already predicted that I would love to see Brock Lesnar win again. I, I enjoyed that match at SummerSlam, which consisted of him just throwing – all the dog shit out of John Cena all around the ring. It was beautiful. It was it was epic. It was glory. It was everything that I wanted as a fan just because I'm so sick of the C Nation and all of John Cena's fans and all of them. But like day to day, I'm pretty sure they're going to do something where they're going to give him the belt. He's going to miraculously get out of it. But I'm hoping that Brock Lesnar wins. <sighs> I have a very hint that um. Captain Four Kids, John Cena will lose, uh, especially with the fact that he will be uh, filming more movies. 
Of course, seeing if I seen it, leave some of the movies. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna leave, like I, I know he got like hell, hell of money. So I mean, you know, for merchandising and everything, you know, he own. Of course, he owns his name and the properties and stuff. He he reconstructed his contract. I mean, um, a couple of years ago. So he pretty much picks who you want to fight, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. But I mean, like, is this movie even good? To leave and go to an area where you're just not that good at? About four million reasons to do a movie, four million dollars a movie. So hey, um, with that, uh, listeners, um, if anybody's seen the John Cena movies, anybody that's a part of C Nation or the Chain Gang or whatever you call it, fan club now, and let us know. Uh, big up, uh, buddy Shimbley, Timothy Walls, Jason Zach are great listeners and posters. too. if anybody's seen John Cena movies, feel free let us know how they are, and we definitely will. We'll be doing uh, wrestling movie reviews very soon. So, with that being said, uh, Captain 4K is John Cena will leave because he has to go do a movie. <laughs> and I just got a, a Facebook page that says his movies are D-list. So, uh, just a little lower than uh, any movie that Wesley Snipes or Lee Diamond Phillips does right now. Is that on Crackle? Along, and if... <laughs> it's going to crackle. <laughs> It's a crackle. It's, <laughs> it's like a bootleg Netflix. Yeah, it's a crackle. It's playing movies from like that's, the that's 70s That's going to be the new D-list place. Crackle. crackle. WWE films on crackle for free. <laughs> See, such oh, it says Predator 2, RoboCop 3, movies we all forgotten about, Godfather 3. <laughs> it's a crackle place. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, uh, Sheamus uh, versus Cesaro for the U.S. Championship. Uh, I see, I see Sheamus um, still uh, coming out as the champion. Can I see Game Boy real quick? Yeah, and real quick, I read an article stating how Triple H is frustrated about how Vince is using Cesaro. He actually keep pushing him, then taking it back, then pushing him, taking it back. You know, Vince don't have no real vision for Cesaro, whereas Triple H see him as our top competitor and everything. So. You know, it's just it's to show you that Vince's vision is really going with his age. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have to agree with you. I, I believe that Sheamus is going to pull it out. They're going to stick Cesaro uh, somewhere and crackle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crackle. I'm, I'm going to get all y'all gonna... start calling everything bad crackle. Crackle. Yeah, put it on a crackle list. Yeah, uh, you want to we're going to go real quick because we have about four minutes left. Uh, then you have uh, the Divas match for Willie Kaz. Uh, Paige versus AJ Lee versus Nikki Bella. Um, Paige will still be champion. Uh, or Nikki Bella could win to put her over. But who really cares about this match? This is a bathroom break. And it's a game boy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nikki Bella is going to win. And Bree is going to fight her for the title at the next pay-per-view or, or two or whatever. They're going to, you know. Three. You got to give them a reason to really fight because. And, and they'll rematch the match on SmackDown, on Raw, and then on SmackDown, and then on Raw again. Uh, I see chat, title championship, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. I see um, Ziggler keeping the title. And I see this feud extending to both Survivor Series. Uh, NFC Game Boy real quick. Uh, yeah, I see this as uh, Ziggler pulling it out. Uh, Miz getting frustrated, probably going to run back to Hollywood and keep banging his hot wife. Or so, so real quick, are the Miz's movies D-list too, or I think his movies? I don't even think his movies make crackle. I don't think I don't think they fit. I don't think they fit crackle list. They just there. DVD man, in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah, that's like 
That's like the black market with the little uh, camera and the dude sitting there coughing mm-hmm. and talking to the movie. So like, <laughs> hey, brother, yeah. DVD. <laughs> I hear real quick. Tag championship. Uh, Kishi's kids. The Usos versus Stardust and Goldust. Uh, for some reason, they keep keeping it Usos his chance because I know the four kids love him. I would like to see Stardust and Goldust win, but uh, who do you see winning? Uh, actually, I think they going to. I think the the the, the Rose Brothers going to pull it out. I think they're going to actually uh, take away the championships from the Usos. Maybe we'll do a quick rundown because we have one minute and thirty seconds left. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Henry, Rick Ross versus Rusev, Ivan Drago. Who's winning? Uh, he's going to lose. It's going to be Rusev. Yeah, Rusev will win, which will, which which will basically become uh, the first thirty minutes of Rocky Four, so we can see John Cena play Rocky and uh, go against Rusev. Then we'll see uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, a match we just saw for free last night. Uh, Roman Reigns will win with the Superman punch and the spear, and it's a game boy. You agree? I think Dean Ambrose will come back too. Oh yeah, come back, make Seth Rollins lose. So we can see that match again for free next week on Raw, and then see it again <laughs> for Survivor Series. And Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho. Uh, uh, Jericho never wins, so Orton will win. With that being said, I'm sure you agree. We have mm-hmm. one minute left, 48 seconds. This is Tech Coast under the Matt Radio. We'd like to thank everybody for calling in. We thank the Fat Man is still Kelly Nutting for calling in. We thank all of our great guests and listeners for calling in. We thank the financial and fundraising guru and genius Mike Ryan for calling in and giving us his good spill and being a great man that he is. We thank Nate for calling in. And it's a game boy. Thank you much for being a great host. Give us the last word so we can take it home. I want to thank uh, our caller, Tia, and our caller, Toph, and everybody. Uh, welcome to Under the Mat Radio. We're here. We're here. Yes, thank you very much, fans. And with that being said, we will see you next week, and we will post up the guests that we will have on Under the Mat Radio. Love you much. Talk to you next week. And we have 10 seconds left. Oh, then we gotta give him amen. Oh, in the crowd, amen in the shalom. <laughs>